Hello and welcome to the Park Life Podcast. Hey, episode 34. 34, wow. Yeah, we're like, that's my that's my age. That's oh our age. Gosh. Hey, I am not. Don't place another Letting our secrets me. out. We always have secrets. I'm only 33. How's it going? You're not 34 yet? I turned 34 in less than three months. Oh, it is going good. It is, um, anytime you get to talk about Disney is a good day. Come on. Yeah. It's part okay. two of our park icons. We did part one last week. Yes. Covering and... Cinderella Castle and that other one. Tree of Life. Tree of Life, yes. The T-O-L. I, uh, in doing my research, I was, you know, originally I'm like, oh, this is a lot of information on the castle. And then I started doing research on the Epcot ball on Spaceship Earth. And I was like, oh, wow. It's a so we ton have lots, of stuff. Yeah, we have lots to cover today. Um, and I do have to brag on this one website because I felt like they did a really good job of basically putting putting everything in like this one article that I found. Yeah. Um, I mean, I did look at other resources, but I was like, okay, this person kind of had it laid out exactly how we were doing our research. So <laughs> I was like, thank you. Yeah. It's convenient but we'll get, when we'll get to that. that. Mm-hmm. Um, did I sh- share that when I was looking, no, when I was doing research for this one and I was uh, looking up things for Hollywood studios, the mouselets website came up and oh. they did an article on the history of Hollywood studios. And I actually well, grabbed some facts. Yeah. Yes. Sweet. And you may yeah. remember them. They were on a, an episode mm-hmm. not, not too long ago, I guess. Playing Name That Disney just, Tune. Yeah, and they were just in Disneyland recently, huh? Yeah. I'm, right? forever, I'm yeah. forever jealous of people going to Disneyland. I know. I think the Tim Tracker and them just went back, too. And it's like, they, and they're always like, thanks to Disney for sending us. And I'm like, oh, of course. <laughs> of course. Send me somewhere. Yeah. Well, send me. Um, um, let's just jump right into the news, then. We'll get this going, because I want to start talking about our park icons. Yeah. Okay. News nuggets. Dip them in your sauce and put them in your mouth. news there wasn't really a lot there's still like not a lot of news going on right now yeah i'm okay with that it's slow yeah um couple mine are more of like reminders i guess <laughs> so the first one that I, I like was going through and i'm like these are kind of reminders so but you know we like to do nugs here so reminder <laughs> nugs uh the first one is last chance to see illuminations everybody reflections of earth it started in october of 1999 and the final performance will be on september 30th coming up coming up Coming right up. Not going to the final performance, but I am going to the first performance of Epcot Forever. Yeah. Yeah. I will be there. So that was kind of the, like, you know, extra, extra, here's your last chance. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Speaking of last (laughs) chances, and it really is a last chance because it's only a couple Mm. days away. uh, On September 30th, the surprise celebration is ending. So you may remember months ago, I think even in January is when it started. They did some things around some of the parks, but one of them was the Mickey and Minnie meet and greet in Town Square of mm-hmm. Magic Kingdom where they have their surprise outfits on. It's like that bright confetti-colored outfits. Yes. Um, after that date, so after September 30th, Minnie is going back to Pete's Silly Slideshow okay. where she has her Minnie Magnifique costume on. Oh. And then it's just to Mickey over at Town Square, which is what it's been, but they for the surprise right. celebration, they were doing both. So that's ended. Oh, sad day. They're like doing everything on the 30th, huh? They're just getting to the clearinghouse. Well, the last reminder that I have for you people is uh, that the Skyliners take flight on September 29th. So they're kind of giving that, and then they're like, hey, be really excited about this because tomorrow some bunch of sad things happen. So <laughs> that's how they're that's how they're rolling this week. Yeah, so I am. Um, by the time this episode releases, you'll probably already see some photos of me on it since yeah. I'll be doing it early Monday morning. Secretly, um, I'm hoping you get on a Haunted Mansion one. I Not that you can really take photos of yourself on the outside, but okay. Or maybe on the way in. 
Maybe um, you get in a, this is what you need to do. Get Nicole to stand on the street below. And when you get on the one at Hollywood Studios, be like, take a photo of me like when, yes. when I'm going by. <laughs> Could be anybody. Who knows? Um, I have been asked to do a post about it over on Disney Dream Co. You may remember we had Jen yes. um, from Adventures by Drennan uh, yes. do our wallet motivated episode on things you can do to save money before, during, and after. Probably not after. Mm-hmm. Before and during your trip. And uh, she is a, a contributor over at Disney Dream Co. And I'm going to type up a little something. Uh, oh, I can't on wait. My, on my experience. Get you some fancy pics to go with it? Fancy pics, yeah. I already took some I took some pre-photos already. Oh, oh, okay. Because You're we cheating. we went to, well, no, just, you know, some, just some B-roll. Because we okay. went to Epcot a few days ago. And, you know, that's right where the one of the stations is going to be at the mm-hmm. International Gateway in the back. And that's where we went in. And they're just about... Just about done. They re- just today, ready. They, I think today actually they opened up the new security area and turnstile thing. It was like it's officially open. Oh yeah. They're like hurting us into this hurtling, uh, hurtling, hurting us into like this weird hurting. walkways mapped out by shrubbery. Yeah. But now okay. it seems to be open. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm excited. Well, did you have any more news nugs? No. Uh, other than I chose an early time for the Skylander because I don't want it to be hot. Oh, that's very true. It's still hot here. And I'm like, guys, I'm really going to hurt someone if the heat doesn't go away. We had two really cool days. So like like two days ago, we had two really cool days. And it was like, oh, it's, it's like fall weather and it feels amazing out. And then today it's back to like 90s. And, I'm and like, today, so what uh, you're saying is if you had to put how you feel into a song, it might sound mm-hmm. a little bit like, it must be at least 900 degrees in this shade. All right, enough of that. I probably would pay that. You know, Greg, much. you just know me so well. I know you so well. Uh, all right, That's before exactly we hop, what I was thinking. Before we hop into a topic, let's cover some history. This week in Disney history. Gosh, makes me want to run out and go to Okay, Africa. I cheated this week. I have two. Oh my God. Well, I saw one, and then I was like, oh, this is fitting because it kind of went with our news nuggets slash reminders of the week. Um, and then the other one, I was like, ooh, but this one's also really good, and I don't want to wait a year to go over this again. All right. Well, hit me. I'm excited. Okay. The first one is, in 1999, on September 22nd, Illuminations 2000, Reflections of Earth, begins thrilling Epcot guests with with a soft opening. Oh, you know, I love a soft opening. Yeah. So it's kind of like this chapter opened, and they're also closing it this week. Sad. 1999, peoples. Yeah, it's 20 years. 1999. <laughs> Give me the other one. Okay, and then the other one is um, September 23rd in 1980. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad attraction debuted oh, at Walt Disney right World, they also, which was also a soft opening. They like to do their soft openings at the they, Disney. They didn't do a soft opening of Galaxy's Edge, which a lot of people thought they'd do. There's even a rumor that day. That's the last like big thing that opened where there wasn't one. Right, but some could argue that the soft openings were all the previews that they did. Well, I wouldn't say that because they did previews for Pandora and Toy Story Land. Uh, That's but true. Toys R Us had our soft opening. They did it about like Dang five or Greg, six. Where are my more. friends who agree with me? <laughs> <laughs> keep looking around, see if you can find them. Um, uh, this week in the year two thousand one, the Space Odyssey. In two thousand one, yes. the Tapestry of Dreams Parade debuts parade. at Epcot as part of the Hundred Years of Magic celebration. Tell me about this parade. You Celebrating about children, it? dreams, and the legacy of Walt Disney. A little bit. Oh. So you may have heard of something called the Tapestry of Nations. Okay. Yeah. So this was like a take on that um, that came with its own music. And I have a, I have a couple of pieces. I have maybe one or two pieces of it for you. I love me a good clip. Yes. Good sound clip. Because, you know, I uh, I drink the Disney Kool-Aid, right? Okay. Like I subscribe. Yeah, I think we all do. I think yeah, we all do. I like and subscribe. 
So I you, like a little tequila in my no, I'm just I'll leave this up to you and anyone else. If okay. you think this is too much, like if okay. this is like, what are we actually listening to? Like, is this really? <laughs> I a, can't wait. Is what we're listening to weird or art? Basically, so this is part of the soundtrack okay. to the Tapestry of Dreams parade that debuted this week in two thousand and one. We are the dream seekers, here to conjure for you. This earthly celebration is not what it seems. <laughs> the visions you will see are the power of dreams. Come drop in our nets all the dreams in your heart. Come drop? I heard come drop okay, in our nets spe- all the dreams. They said conjure. Speaking of Disney Kool-Aid, that is Disney absinthe you're thinking right there. <laughs> It's weird. Like straight up green fairies. <laughs> what is happening in this? They're like, as we conjure for you. No, What's I have happening? to play the, the place all of your dream. Hold on, wait. Something about. Hold on, here it is. Come drop in our nets all the dreams in your heart. Like, dream, like are they referencing dream, dream catchers? catchers? I guess so. It's just too much. But oh they, do, they do still include the good stuff. The good, good. Yeah. Of the Tapestry of Nations and maybe <laughs> good, good. real real ones know this. Here it is. Oh, there it is. Hold on. It's about to go down. You know this. From the Epcot exit. No. I, I could make a baby to this. Hold on. That's <laughs> oh, the good stuff. They've redeemed themselves. I think I heard this in a Missy Elliott song. <laughs> They still play this as you're exiting after Illuminations. That part of it, not the weird Dreamcatcher people. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's, it's way too much for me. I already forgot what the historical fact was. Anyways, <laughs> it's about the <laughs> parade. Moving on to our topic a, of the week. <laughs> it was about the parade. Yeah, so last week we covered the park icons of Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So today, of course, we have Hollywood Studios. Hashtag. Not my MGM. Hashtag, hashtag Star Wars Studios. Yes. And... Uh, and of course, Spaceship Epcot, Earth. Spaceship Earth. So let's start out with some great movie ride slash Chinese theater business. And of course, got a little, let's oh, do it. A little Hollywood music to set the tone for you. All right, hit us. Give us. Let's get the ball okay. rolling on some facts of the Chinese theater right. and Hollywood studios. So the Chinese theater was a, um, originally an idea conceived for Epcot in a movies pavilion. I guess they were going to have like a movies pavilion. This was before they did. Um, the world world showcase or was it going to be in its own little area this was um in the future world area okay yeah so it was planned to go between the land and the imagination pavilion okay uh michael eisner ceo then we've mentioned him many times he thought it was an idea that could actually anchor an entire park so that's why they put it over at disney mgm studios mgm yes thank you (laughs) um it was designed to highlight a specific era of hollywood as you know when you go into Hollywood Studios, it's like 50, Hollywood in the 50s, correct? Yeah, I think they even were shooting for earlier in that. They were saying like 20s and 30s, and then, oh. and then it, it jumped a little bit. But they were trying to keep it an older vibe, not a newer Hollywood vibe. Gotcha. Um, and according to WDWFanZone.com, the ride's original name was actually Great Moments Movie Museum. That's a lot. That's a lot to it's say in one thing. Yeah. Um, so obviously that evolved into the Great Movie Ride. So that took us through iconic scenes of classic movies through time. I hate even saying that that took us through because it's not a ride anymore, which makes oh. me really sad. Dun, dun, dun. I know, but what better, what a better place for an attraction like than a replica of man's Chinese theater in California, which most of us know that that is a huge icon for movie premieres in Hollywood. 
um, which also has the Walk of Fame stones like right outside. Yeah, and a ton of homeless people, actually, incidentally. Yeah, lots of homeless people. But, I mean, it is. It's, you know, you, you watch anything like movie premieres. They're outside of the real Chinese um, theater. So. Yeah, it's a real theater. Um, it's actually a real theater currently. So the, now let's yes. talk a little bit about the Chinese theater itself in California. Opened in 1927. Quick side mm. fact. The first film shown at that Chinese, like the real Chinese theater, which has changed yeah. its name, so I'm just calling it the Chinese theater. It was okay. owned, it's been owned by different I feel people. Like, yeah, we all know it. We all know it's the it's Chinese the theater. It's the Chinese theater. Um, the first film that was shown there was directed by Cecil or Cecil Cecil B. DeMille, who received a quick shout out in the right. You may remember as the uh, trams oh. or cars you were in when they were getting ready to go, you'd hear someone over the PA say, "Yes, ready when you are, CB." So a nice little nod to like the first mm. film shown at the original so Chinese theater. Uh, Imagineers used blueprints. Blueprints used blue. <laughs> blue princesses. Blue princesses. <laughs> Imagineers used blueprints from the 1927 design of the original Chinese theater mm. to build an exact scale replica of it. So cool. it's like it's the real deal. It's not some rinky dink. Like oh, here's just like a use as and it's based on a true story. This is a, I'm curious now, going back to our our thing from last week, how tall it actually is, because now I'm like curious. I'm like, but how tall is it? How tall is it? Have? Like, you know, is it an air thing? Like an yes. air? It's whatever. shorter than the tower than the tower tower. So we're good. Tower tower. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I um, also found out that the versions of the paint that they use, so the colors and designs they use, uh, were based on the appearance of the theater during the golden age of Hollywood. So mm. not the recent years. So if you happen Correct. to look at the new version of or the current version of it. The colors might not match up exactly. It was meant to be the old version, if that makes any sense. So you'll see some differences between the real one and our replica over at Hollywood Studios. The theater itself, or the Great Movie Ride, as it was mm -hmm. essentially, uh, was an opening day attraction, May 1st yes. of 1989. Some Amazing. of the celebrities and handprints or footprints or signatures or other things, you'll, you'll see other objects, I guess you could say, placed on the concrete. There, of course, you got your Mickey, Donald, Minnie, Goofy, Roger Rabbit, just some characters there. Jim Henson, Betty White. Your favorite, Betty White. Um, uh, John Travolta, Robin <laughs> Williams, George Lucas, who has a much larger presence in the, in the mm -hmm. rest of the park. Told you. You could say uh, Dick Van Dyke. It also happens to be the only location of a square from Audrey Hepburn. Which is, ooh. Yeah, you won't find so that. I'm like, how has nobody tried to steal that yet? You know how crazy know. people get. That's the crazy thing. And and speaking of, and this is something I've always wondered. I had to do some digging for this. And some of that yeah, digging. Yeah, I feel like we've talked about this before. The Some of the digging I've had to do was to actually ask some of the cast members who work there and have gone through like the training, if you Archives. will, the orientation. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe that too. Those squares outside of the Chinese Theater Hollywood Studios are real, which is to say they don't have like a plaster copy of it or like a... Uh, a template of it where they can just produce a new version. The ones right. that are out there are the ones the celebrity signed, which Originals. blows my mind because I thought for yeah. sure they would have a way to replicate them in the event well, like, that someone drops something out or spills it or got a bit of breaks. Yeah. There's some type of weather event like an earthquake or a hurricane. Earthquake, probably not. Something that would cause like some type of real damage to it because yeah. um, you know, they're all about shows, so they'd have to replace it with something. So if something happens to that Audrey Hepburn square, like that's it. Yeah, that's crazy to think because there's really nothing like protecting them. But it's it's in an area that a lot of people aren't really walking to. Yeah, it doesn't get a whole lot of foot traffic. I, we don't really know where the queue is going to be in the future yeah. for the upcoming attraction for it. Yeah. Um, but those are the real deal. And I was I was very surprised to hear that. 
And uh, one of them had a typo, if you will. Charlton Heston was rushed oh. during his autograph and forgot the L, so his square read Charton Heston. Charton, Charton. Heston. Mr. Charton, <laughs> please come down. You're the next cool. contestant on Misspelling Your Name. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're going to talk a little bit about the function and how it's changed over time. So we know the original purpose of the theater was for the Great Movie Ride, um, which lasted until 2017. Rip. Big, big teardrop, big teardrop here. Um, but it's, I mean, I was like, that's kind of cool that it really only has changed. Like that was the original thing. Yeah. Uh, so since then, as we know, it's been under construction. The attraction is no longer open. Um, and it basically, right now, we're like, it doesn't make a lot of sense for us to dive deep into the ins and outs of it. Um, but there are some quick trivia, like trivia things that I wanted to throw out there for GMR, if you will, <laughs> AKA great movie ride. Um, so the ride featured a few actual props from films, including a carousel horse for Mary Poppins. So I like that. That's cool. I think that's probably my favorite part of the ride. Um, in the gangster shootout scene, the license plate on the car read 021-429, which is the date of the St. Valentine's day massacre. So February 14th, uh, 1929. Way to mob it up. By the way, I didn't know that. I know, right? I didn't catch that. So I'm glad that yeah. this, this well, kind we, of stuff comes up. The, these are like the little things that you're like, yeah, that's so cool. Um, the little details that I love because I like nerding out over yeah. them. Imagineers pay very close attention to detail. So for the Wizard of Oz scene, uh, they printed out black and white still frames to catch every detail of the witch's costume to make sure they could get it right. Yes, they were saying Which, that. They had a hard time. I mean, it's this was a while ago. Right? This was in the 80s, yeah. 70, late seventies, eighties, kind of a thing. Um, so the technology was different. Obviously, they didn't have the same type of like high def thing. So in order to catch every detail, they printed. Think about that. They printed out. So they got like a still frame of a scene of the movie, printed right. it out, and sat there and just examined it to find yeah, out that the witch actually it. had a little. They called it a purse, but I'm picturing a fanny pack. I choose to believe it's a <laughs> fanny pack. It's probably a drawstring satchel, if you <laughs> Something will. like that. So they really, I mean, think about that. They they go through, I just, yeah. I'm also picturing them that little, like, magnifying glass, like, cup thing that, like, a jeweler might use to put up to their eye. Right, and they're, like, right. scanning the, the photo back and forth. What is that? I don't know. I don't oh, my know. gosh. Her nose actually is crooked to the left a little bit. That's right. Um, and that's basically kind of all we have for that. Obviously, the next thing is Mickey and Minnie's run, Runaway Railway. It's currently set to open in the spring of 2020. So we are looking forward to that. It's going to be Mickey's. We talked about this before. It's like Mickey's first ride based around him as a character. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with it. I do miss the great movie ride, though. It was one of my favorites. I do miss it, too. And I, and I guess ultimately I'm happy it's gone because I love the new Mickey cartoons. Nicole and I watched them. We actually oh, watched yeah. a few last night. It's the same style of cartoons. That's what this ride is going to feature, that mm-hmm. version of the animated version of Mickey. And but it's going to be like all the D's, right? It's like 8D. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's not 3D, it's like 8D. Hashtag all the D's. So, yeah, yeah they're saying that there's going to be some type of... You said it, I'm just repeating it. They, okay. uh, they're saying that there is going to be the technology where things appear to be 3D the way that they would be with 3D glasses, but you won't need to be wearing glasses. That's the current right. scuttlebutt, if you will. Which is a real mind, you know. Yes. Basically, you want to throw up at what you're doing. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I was like, I'm, but I'm super excited to see if what. If you get motion sickness, you may not want to ride What this that ride. actually means, right? That sounds really awesome. So, yeah, it seems yeah. like it's going to be different. And they didn't, they haven't changed any, to my knowledge, obviously, the exterior of the of the theater for this version of the ride on the inside. It seems to be staying right. the same, um, which I'm happy I guess about. Only, only time will tell. Time will tell. For All right, sure. so let's hop on over, uh, let's hop on a friendship boat. And we'll hop over to Spaceship Earth. 
Oh, it's so nice. Isn't it nice? Just wait, soak that in for a second. I, it is. Oh my gosh, if you're driving, don't close your eyes. Okay, anyway. It's so epic. I just want to preface this because there's a lot of technical terms in here that I'm like, A, I don't know how to pronounce, and B, I have no idea what they're talking about. So <laughs> if you are an engineer, chances are you will know what these things are. Yeah, and don't um, cringe if we mispronounce. Yeah, don't, don't cringe in my mispronunciations, but yeah. we're going to we're gonna wing it here. So we know, or maybe you don't know, that EPCOT is an acronym, and it stands for Everybody Comes Out Tanked. That's not it. It is <laughs> uh, Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. It was Walt's own vision of a futuristic city that would showcase new ways of urban living and create a safe environment for those that lived in it, which would be Disney employees. Mm -hmm. Um, It was the dream he worked on all the way up till he was in the hospital. It was said he mapped out the city on the tiles of the ceiling on his room while letting it all all go into a bedpan. Um, After his death, the Disney director, so everyone else that worked around with him, decided Mm -hmm. Epcot, the community as it was known, was too risky of a business venture and thought no one would want to be constantly watched so that the team members or the cast on the inside wouldn't want to be watched the entire time like they're in a fishbowl while they're doing their neighborhood stuff. So the the new park was partially modeled after the World's Fair. We know how much Walt loved World's Fair. Mm -hmm. Know that from going on the Carousel of Progress because they do a quick little introduction to that when they talk about that. Um, And the point of this was to showcase new developments in science and industry as a whole, the park itself. The ride itself, uh, Spaceship Earth, was originally conceptualized as a... Oh, I looked up how to pronounce the word. Oh, okay. Geodesic. Okay, I think Not I knew how to say geodesic that Geodesic or ge- geodesic. Geodesic. Geodesic? <laughs> a geodesic dome inspired by the Expo 67 Dome in Montreal, which is now a biosphere museum. By the way, we got most of this information from a couple of websites. Mm-hmm. Wonderwisdom.com, Undercover Tourist, which is where I used to buy my park tickets. Ooh. By the way. And Wikipedia, because you know. Because Wikipedia. Because Wikipedia. But this is where I wanted to brag on Wonder Wisdom because they're the ones that I was like, oh, this actually was laid out really nicely. I felt like (laughs) everything was pretty, you know. So shout out to you guys. Hashtag Wonder Wisdom. It is convenient when things are all in one spot. And of course, Mm -hmm. I am still also grabbing information where I can buy my Hidden Magic of Walt Disney World book. But not Ooh. these are not sponsors. We're just telling you where I got our information That's right. from. We just want you to know. Mostly because if you hear something that is incorrect, guess what? Wasn't these people did all they these did people did all the digging for um, us. <laughs> all about pointing fingers. Um, so we talked about how they were looking at the geodesic dome inspired by that uh, building in Montreal, but ultimately Imagineers wanted something bigger, more dramatic, perhaps something more grand and miraculous. Uh, and they came up with the at the time never before seen geodesic sphere where guests would go up inside of a, a, quote, ball instead of entering a door on the side of the dome. This would be a full mm. sphere as opposed to a dome, which is basically like a semicircle, right? Like it's right. like a cut in half kind of thing. This is going to be the whole shebang, the whole circle up in the sky. The Imagineers also wanted a unique icon for their second park. Of course, second park in Florida, Magic Kingdom being number one. Number one in my heart anyway. Uh, and they wanted to, <laughs> they wanted something that would showcase the innovative spirit of Walt Disney. And of course, I mean, think about that. It's a huge, giant. It's not a golf oh, yeah. ball, okay, guys? Golf, yeah. golf indentations are in. This points out. Anyway, it's a That's true. Thing. That's true. We'll talk uh, about that. Whatever. The original script, which was by Ray Bradbury, who you may know as writing like some sci-fi novels and, and whatever else, mm-hmm. um, emphasized the love of Disney's creativity and desire for a better tomorrow. Better tomorrow. We keep hearing that. Better tomorrow. 
big theme, big theme of the Epcots. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk a little bit about some construction here. So bear with me. This is where it gets real technical. Okay. Um, one, it took 26 months to build. Uh, it's designed to look like a geodesic polyhedron. Mm. I think that's how you say that. I go with that. Geodesic polyhedron, which is a sphere made of triangular faces. Oh so that's why Greg was like, it's not a golf ball. <laughs> Uh, I guess polyhedron is the whole thing. Sphere made of triangular faces. Uh, it's made actually of two domes. So there's one on the bottom and there's one on the top. It weighs 16 million pounds. Whoa. How dare yeah. you weight shame Space I know. Well, and I'm like, how do they even know this? I guess because they just know how much every little thing they could probably weighed. probably add up the parts on the inside. It's not like the, hold on guys, gotta, like, gotta roll onto the it? scale. Did they hold it and stand, stand on the scale? Yes. Um, they, the bottom <laughs> dome... <laughs> what were you gonna say they waited for weigh-in day like it was spaceship Basically. earth and the castle yep. and tree of life and the chinese they're, like, theater. Just, they're all on weight watchers they're all we're counting going their around, points we're going around weighing all these icons <laughs> um okay so the bottom dome hangs down from it the ring is made uh from six trusses that make a hexagonal table-like structure so That's, if you can visualize that yeah. i can't really visualize this <laughs> Um, the ride portion of the structure sits on smaller trusses that are intertwined through the center of that ring, and it spirals upwards into the ball. So the ring, in turn, is supported by six legs that are anchored on piles 160 feet deep into the ground. Think about that. That's crazy. Yes. So part of what the structure. You see, yeah, God. Yeah, part of the structure goes that far into the ground, because what you see of Spaceship Earth above ground is 180 feet tall. So there's actually a lot more to Spaceship Earth than you think. Um the outer shell of the structure is attached to the center ring uh, with pyramids made of steel pipe called quadrupods that interlock and extend upwards and downwards to form a sphere. Again, I can't visualize this. I'm I like, also, I can't get what? over how far deep parts are. So I know this is, they're just like support beams, essentially. Yeah, a they're lot going of in, But think about but it. I mean, the... if you think, yeah, because of the shape of it, everything's like weird. Yes. And think about this though. So the spaceship earth is 180 feet tall. There's just about that much height underneath the ground. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's exactly. 160 feet deep things. That's like, crazy. It ain't going, it ain't going nowhere. And the upside um, down. I know. Right. So there's actually two layers to the outer shell. So the inner layer could provide waterproofing and fire protection while the outer layer uh, would look more unique without messing up the actual design elements. Okay. Um, the inner layer is made up of steel panels and has a neoprene sheet over it. So neoprene is kind of like that, like wetsuit material. Mm -hmm. um, it also, oh, are we getting the yawning in? Oh, the people sorry, need to know. The people need to know it is happening. And I don't know where the scratcher is, by the way. It's really, really where, making me mad. Where is it? I'm so upset. Um, <laughs> anyways, um, there is a gutter system that runs around the inner layer at the sphere's equator so that no water goes underneath the sphere and drenches the guests. So I don't know if you've ever noticed that. You're like, how are we not getting wet? Like, how is all the water not coming to Running the like, middle when it's when it's raining? Um, but So basically, the water gets caught in the gutter, and then it drains underground and out into the World Showcase Lake. How what? smart is that? Whoa, yeah. I actually didn't how know that. How crazy is that? I did not yeah. know that. So all of that rain that kind of comes down, it has a gutter system, and it, it has like a, I mean, literally, they thought of everything here. <laughs> uh, the outer layer is composed of 11,324 Alcabon panels. Alcabon is basically a sheet of polythylene plastic sandwiched between two layers of aluminum. Okay. So there's just a lot of layers, so a lot of materials. And basically they're chosen for lightweight strength and its ability to withstand the frequent rains and hurricanes of Central Florida. Makes sense. You also so had me at sandwich. Right, exactly. Um, a, a slight fun fact here. MIT scientists were actually asked to conduct wind tunnel testing 
on a 116 scale model of the structure in order to prevent guests from getting knocked over by strong winds as they walked under the ball. Oh my gosh. So they had to like think about all these things because they're like, okay, we're basically creating like this wind tunnel. Yes. And if like wind starts coming through the way that it, that it's set up and shaped, like they don't want people to <laughs> basically be in their own hurricane, like their own tornado. Wiggle so they did. Off. Yeah. So they had scientists come in and do that. Um, Spaceship Earth is uh, only the second largest structure in Epcot. The main tank in the living seas could actually submerge all of Spaceship Earth inside of it. What? I feel like that's not right. I was like, what? I guess let me read so. That ag- let me read that again. Spaceship Earth is only the second largest structure. So the main tank in the living seas could actually submerge all of Spaceship Earth inside of it. Interesting. If it, yeah. ever, if it ever needs a bath, that's got somewhere to go. I know. Um, and the last little nugget here before we talk a little bit more about like how it's changed and the functions and everything. Uh, the narrator of the video shown at the end of the ride with the results of your quiz, his name is Cl- Cam Clark. <gasps> so he actually was Simba's singing voice in The Lion King too. What? He played Flounder in The Little Mermaid too, and is probably most, most famous for being Leonardo in the original Teenage how? Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hold on. I cannot wait to tell Nicole that because she, I have yeah. a feeling because we, I refer to him lovingly as fake Matthew Broderick. <laughs> which kind it's of true. makes sense though because matthew yeah. broderick did do a part of, uh, a phase right. of simba's voice and so maybe that's maybe yep. that's actually why i think that because they did probably get a few actors whose voices sound, sound alike so, or in other yeah. words like it could be a transition and yeah, he was the voice of leonardo because nicole's a big uh tm and like i can hear it i can hear it in my head oh too. my gosh okay well then i gotta get on there and listen to it again to see if i can yeah. like hear his voice yeah oh my gosh um, there have been a few different narrators for the for the first part of the ride. So, of course, we were just talking about what happens at the end when you're on a little TV screen or when they're telling you how yeah. your future went. Um, there were four versions that started at, when it opened in 82. It changed again in 86, 94, and then 2007. The first version, which opened October 1st, 1982, a.k.a. opening day for Epcot, um, had the narrator of Lawrence Dobkin an actor who also served as the narrator for the Hall of Presidents, which is really just the House of Yawns. No, I shouldn't judge. <laughs> I just haven't seen it in a while. Um, from 1971-1993. The original version started with a dramatic entrance, which is this is what I want when I enter a room, okay? So this is what I expect to get if I just open up a door and come in. Fog machines. Actually, that's all I need. It's really just fog machines. Uh, fog machines were used to take writers back into the time of 40,000 years at the dawn of mankind. The dawn of mankind. The dawn of mankind. And what Is people that when don't they put know. That, I feel like that's when they put that bulb in that projector in the opening <laughs> scene of the... <laughs> I'm like, the bulb is almost out, y'all. Yes. We need to change the bulb. It's so dark. Uh, the documents, machines, and other things you see in the scenes are actual perfect replicas of the originals. So think about this. As an example, yeah. the steam press in the printing scene is a duplicate of the original press designed by William Bullock. I assume not like a great-great-grandfather of Sandra Bullock or something. Maybe. Um, who knows? Sandra. Sandra. You're like, oh, wait, why did I say it like that? <laughs> Sandra. I, I never Sandra. say Sandra. Where are you happening? from? <laughs> Where am I even from? I was just thinking about the movie Speed, and for some reason it had an accent. Frederick. Fro- <laughs> uh, in 1986, the ride received its first refurbishment, switching to broadcaster Walter Cronkite. Walter Walter Concrete, Walter Cronkite, uh, as its narrator, replacing the fog machine with a lighted tunnel full of twinkling stars. That's, that's I guess that was a lot of too. that's a lot of fog to go through in one day. I guess so they're like, let's do some lights. Let's do some lights. It'll be cool. 
fucking ridiculous. The Cronkite version mm-hmm. was themed around Tomorrow's Children. Oh, hey, you may have you ever heard the Ch- Tomorrow's Child song? Do you have it? Oh my gosh, I went and looked it up because it's it's bananas. Ooh. So um, I was this like, is, I have a feeling you're gonna have it. I have to. I'm gonna say what I just said again, but with a little bit of music here. Okay. So you can get the full effect. The Cronkite version was themed around Tomorrow's Children. Tomorrow's Child. <laughs> so. Stop it. No, I, we have to we have to play a little bit more of this song. Oh my so gosh. Here is you do you know this song Tomorrow's Child? Is this I, the Carpenters singing it? Uh, who even knows? It's the fake Carpenters. Yeah. Um this is I know a song that Nicole knows because this is on like the list of Epcot music playlists Weird. and stuff on YouTube okay. and whatnot. But things it's totally worth dreams. it because this is one of those things it's like, man, this was in the this okay. was in the right the eighties, right? So this was in nineteen eighty six yeah, when it got its thing. Focusing on Tomorrow's Children and the end of the ride showing projected pictures of children and playing the new song. Guys, this was a new hit record oh, gosh. in 1986 called Tomorrow's Child. Tomorrow's Child, seeing that knowledge keeps growing. Tomorrow's Child, searching through time, longing to find. You hear that beat? That's a lot. When the it's kids a lot come to take in, it really gets you. Yes. It's <laughs> really a lot. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> my dreams. Look, and I don't mean to make fun of that song. It actually isn't a terrible song. Cut it's to just, next episode. I'm telling you about my nightmares. It's just, that song, that freaking song. It's from just a lot to Epcot. take. In. Um, it did undergo another change in 1994. This version kept that light of tunnel in the beginning, but it changed its narrator to Jeremy Irons, the voice of Scar. In the Lion King, also uh, Hans Gruber, if I remember correctly, right from uh, Die Hard, that Christmas, yes. mo- the Christmas movie. Um, yes. But also removed some scenes about the 1980s technology because it was outdated then, believe it or not. Um, right. And it ch- instead changed to two children communicating from across the world with the help of the internet. So in 1994, they made an update to include the internet. The interweb, which is kind of crazy, because not much has really changed on how they see the internet. Right. And meanwhile, a lot has changed. Right. The ending showed a colorful fiber optic cable scene, and mm-hmm. lights blinking in and out, instead of the old <laughs> Tomorrow's Children ending scene where that song, I guess, wasn't going to play anymore. The space station scene was also edited out. Oh. The picture of the planet Earth in the sky was even updated with a newer, clearer picture. So as that, that big reveal, as you pass that, that new technology tunnel with the ones and twos and the digits and the matrix yeah. style. Yeah. I um, mean, you come around that corner and you see Spaceship Earth. Oh, the world. Was, right as I said that, we got a little crescendo in the music. Yeah. As you see ah! our Spaceship Earth. And then, and then you know what comes in at right after that? Yeah. Please be clear of the whatever, like when it's attention, so loud. attention, yeah, riders! Attention. Your vehicles are rotating for yeah. your return to Earth. Oh my god! Attention, riders! And then you have to change your pants when you get off. It's so loud. <laughs> and that's why I don't wear pants. Um, <laughs> a new score was created for the version by this for this version of the ride based on Bach's Sinfonia Number no. Two in C minor. Sinfonia. Sinfonia. Uh, in 2000, and so in the year 2000, they added that big giant wand that was a big, it was a hot button yes. issue for some people. 25 story tall Mickey arm holding a magic wand was installed to celebrate a new millennium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that year, the text read 2000, so they had a big mm-hmm. 2000 on it. Um, it was originally not supposed to stay around for too long, but they wound up keeping it until 2007. But after the year 2000, they changed it to the word Epcot 
instead of the number 2000. Right. Um, also in 2007, the ride changed sponsorship to Siemens. And the rumor has it they did not believe the sign fit well with the image they wanted to project. So it was removed, and then parts parts of the sign were, rem- <laughs> were auctioned off on eBay, which is kind of nuts because typically they like to recycle off, but they can't really recycle if it has a sponsor's name on it, I guess. Right, true. So if you are out there and you um, own a piece of this yes, let Disney's us know. collector's item. Let us know let what us you're know. doing with it exactly. Also in 2007, we got the voice of Dame Judi Dench, which is who <sighs> which we is know now. Which is my favorite. She's my favorite. Rumor has it. She's not sticking around. Ugh, which I hate. I know. We'll talk about that coming up. Uh, the new version of this, right? So the 2007 version has some more interactive experience for guests, which is what we talked about a little while ago at the end. We have a little quiz uh, where it asks you about some patterns of behavior they have, some of your, mm-hmm. your preferences. And where are you from? Little, it spits out a little video showing you what your future could be. Um, some other new scenes included the ancient Greek teacher and Disney Imagineers say that the computer guy seen in the garage inventing his own personal computer is a compilation of all those who made efforts into creating PCs. So it's not just Steve Jobs, let's say, little Bill Gates and some other peeps in there as well. Right. Yep. So some post-show ride exhibit stuff. So actually when you exit the, you know, there's that whole like exhibition area when you exit the ride. Um, The original post-show was called Earth Station. Basically this lasted from 82 to 94 um, it was a wide open exhibit space and it included things like Epcot Center guest relations, uh, seven large rear projector screens mounted on the walls of the exhibit space mm. toward the ceiling that displayed visual previews of various Epcot Center attractions. So you could see other attractions in this. Um, and then they also had what they called uh, world key information, which was interactive kiosks that offered preview, uh, previews of various Epcot Center attractions. So they're basically like, hey, look at it. what else we have here. <laughs> Um, guests could talk to live cast members there, like via a two-way closed circuit video, or make a restaurant reservation while in the park. Obviously, it's more uh, guest relations oriented. Yeah. Then they also had uh, what they called global neighborhood. So when AT and T renewed their sponsorship in '94, they redesigned the space um, into what they call global neighborhood, uh, which lasted until '99. And then the uh, in 1999, the exhibit was updated to become a new global neighborhood for the Millennium Celebration. Uh, that space closed in 2004 after AT&T left as a sponsor. Um, the next was Project Tomorrow, so inventing the wonders of the future. AT&T's departure in 2004 caused the exhibit to close. So then when Siemens took over, uh, the newest sponsor they signed in 2005, they created a new exhibit space called Project Tomorrow. Uh, once again, it used the entire space um, that the Earth Station had once used. Mm-hmm. And... They had all kinds of things like interactive display and games, which would allow guests to see futures of medicine, transportation, and energy management. Uh, They opened two games, added in December 2007 and January 2008. Um, And then after Siemens dropped their sponsorship, all signs mentioning them were removed. So however, the name stayed. So it's still like Project Tomorrow. And their current attractions there are an illuminated globe that shows the hometown of all Spaceship Earth visitors for the day. Mm -hmm. Which you, yeah, you can see where there's like little red dots or whatever. Um, they've got like a bodybuilder 3D game that challenges guests to reconstruct a human body, which features the voice of Wallace Shawn as Dr. Bones. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Super Driver is another part, which is a driving simulation video game featuring vehicle accident and avoidance systems. So it simulates what it's supposed to be like in the future of driving, like a smart car, stuff like that. Uh, they have Power City, which is a large digital shuffleboard style game that has guests racing around the board to power their city. 
And then they also have Inner Vision, which is a coordination and reaction time game with elements similar to Simon and Dance Dance Revolution. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is also a VIP lounge. So yes. a VIP lounge operated, which I had no idea this was there. Um, it exists above the post-show area, a spaceship Earth. So employees of the current sponsoring companies and their guests can relax in the lounge while visiting Epcot. Uh, they can have like receptions and stuff up there, uh, do kind of workshop and business presentations. And when Spaceship Earth Earth was without sponsorship from 05 to 04 to 05, the room was actually utilized for private events such as weddings and conventions. Uh, the layout's basically small and curved in shape with one wall consisting of large windows where visitors can look out into the park. I'm assuming this is what they're going to be taking and kind of making into that new. Yes. All so, the new stuff. Yeah, I mean, the pic- I haven't been in there personally, but I've seen people post photos on the gram about this, and it, that's exactly what it is. It's this nice curved room that overlooks the like the fountain area, uh, like the middle of the hub, if you will, of Epcot. Yeah, and it says when Siemens took over, the lounge was called Base 21. In 2012, the name was dropped and is uh, now simply known as the Siemens VIP Center. And then in August 2017, Siemens quickly left the lounge and Disney took it over. So obviously currently this ride like that's kind of all the specs from that the exhibition area but currently the ride is unsponsored so siemens ended their sponsorship in 2017 so right now it is unsponsored and we have no close date as of now for the new version um they featured all the new stuff at the d23 expo we covered that back in episode 30 so that's kind of we're just kind of in the like waiting game i mean right because they haven't announced a date like i feel like Last year, they were like, it's going to close at this time, and then it never happened. So we don't really know. No, they haven't announced a close date, but it's we know it's coming. They just haven't yeah. said when. Yeah. So here's your first reminder of Disney news to <laughs> go ride Spaceship Earth. <laughs> Get out there. Get out and do it. Uh, yeah. Well, those have been our fun facts. Yeah, about our I know that was a lot. That was a it's lot, a lot for Spaceship I, Earth. The, the stuff that really stood out to me was the, uh, the water runoff. Going into World yeah. Showcase, I really had no idea. And the voice of the guy at the end that talks about I know. Uh, your your future. Your future with your terrible end, photo. Or Doug should and I, I say, make... the beginning of your future. That's right. Doug and I always try to make ridiculous faces in those because yes. it's pretty hilarious. And then sometimes like you don't have a mouth or you don't have eyes. Yes. So the technology is a little outdated. But a little still. outdated. Um, where can people follow you? They can follow me on the IGs at Lost Princess Printing. And my personal account is at NRG Adventures. As always, head over to iTunes, leave us a review over there. Let us know how we're doing. Um, check us out on that parklifepodcast.com. I am going to be typing up a quick article on our or my experience on the Skylander over on our friend's blog at DisneyDreamCo.com. Yeah. Uh, we appreciate you guys, and thanks for leaving us reviews on iTunes and all of the above. Yeah. Of course, uh, like and subscribe, share a friend. Like, share, and subscribe. And thank you for shopping the Park Life Podcast. Oh, my God. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye.